the forceful eviction of farm workers after they retire or when there is a change of farm ownership has always been an emotional subject. Many are left destitute and homeless after they've been removed from places they used to call home for decades. It is against this backdrop that academics, non-profit organizations and other stakeholders met this week to discuss how labor tenants can be better handled. The Office of the Special Master of Labor Tenants, together with the University of Johannesburg, the Association for Rural Advancement, I beg your pardon, and labor tenant organizations have joined hands to highlight historical and current struggles of labor tenants and how their rights can be recognized. For more on this, we are joined on the line by Professor Richard Levin, who's a Special Master of Labor Tenants. Prof, thank you very much for your time and welcome to, to the Weekend View. Just briefly on a high level, give us a sense of what your role is as Special Master of Labor Tenants. Uh, good morning, Serenzile, and uh, good morning to all your listeners. Yes, the Special Master of Labor Tenants is a position which emerged following a long litigation between applicants who originated on Hilton College, four of them who were recognized as applicants, uh, pleaded to the court that the department was taking very long to settle their claims. And they were subsequently joined in a class action suite um, against uh, the department by the Association for Rural Advancement, as you've mentioned them in your preamble. And ultimately, it was all labor tenants who joined to say that the department, given its failings to process uh, the land claims of labor tenants Mm. in terms of the Labor Tenant Act of 1996, Uh, needed to come under the administration of the court. And that's really what led to the appointment of a special master, whose role is to supervise, oversee, and monitor the implementation of the Act and the resolution of labor tenant claims. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's really the background to the case. That's how how it it occurred. And it it went on, uh, finally resolved by the Constitutional Court, uh, because the initial ruling of the Land Claims Court did uh, order the appointment of a, labor, of, a, of a special master of labor tenant, and then it was taken to the Supreme Court of Appeal by the department. The original uh, court order was overturned, but the Constitutional Court then reversed it, mm. and that is what led to the appointment of the special master uh, at the end of 2019. Mm. Give us a sense, Prof, if you would, on some of the cases um, or the, the matters that, that are before you. What some of the struggles uh, labor tenants are, are dealing with? I think the big issue for labor tenants does relate to uh, what you, how you introduced the, the, the program here, and that is that um, what we found and what was revealed in a major report by one of the NGOs from Limpopo and Kuze Development Association and Social Research Surveys in 2005 in Parliament, they presented a a report on the eviction of farm workers. Um, So labor tenants uh, legally are defined differently to farm workers and farm occupiers and farm dwellers. But nevertheless, the overall picture in the country was that on uh, farm areas uh, in the 10 years following democracy, a number of 2.4 million 
farm dwellers, labor tenants, mm-hmm. occupiers, farm workers were evicted, of which um, actually were displaced is the word for the 2.4 million, 2.4 million. And mm-hmm. then for 940,000, um, they were evicted. And only 1% of those followed a legal process. Now, the Labor Tenant sure. Act um, has a process relating to relocation. In other words, it would be part of the displacement cat category where a group of people living on a farm are moved from one part of the farm to another part of the farm. So when we started the work, we found um, that this was a very prevalent situation in the district that we began in, which was around Dumbe and uh, Freiheit in mm-hmm. Natal that there was this pattern of labor tenants being moved from one part of the farm to another part of the farm. So we deepened the analysis and we looked at the actual areas that they had been living in, Mm -hmm. both in terms of geospatial evidence, which showed that in cases people were living on high potential land and they had been moved to very rocky mountain sides with cliffs. So they lost masses of cattle in the process. so this is this is really the pattern that we have discerned, um, and it's a pattern which is ongoing today. But uh, from the testimonies we re- received, it's actually a pattern which has been accompanied by extreme human rights abuses. Uh, and this this land that we're talking about is it mostly uh, privately owned, or um, is, has there been government-owned perhaps um, land as well, where these sort of things have been happening? It is predominantly privately owned land, although there are cases where uh, government has acquired land um, with labor tenants and farm workers and farm uh, occupiers on it. But the the major pattern that that we are dealing with is privately owned land. Two-day conference took place uh, this week at uh, Constitution Hill. What perhaps are some of the the, the solutions, um, you know, the the sort of discussions that took place over the two days and that can contribute perhaps to finding solutions to to some of these issues? Well, really, we we need to use the legislation properly. Um, In the the long protracted court case, uh, the the then Director General indicated that the department had used uh, the restitution law and the redistribution programs to settle 9,000 claims. Um, But the Labor Tenant Act really does provide different sorts of opportunities because we're dealing now with land reform, not where you're taking people or, uh, you know, finding people who want to practice agriculture and giving them an area for resettlement. Strictly speaking, the Labor Tenant Act does enable uh, applicants to claim the land which they had historical access to. Now, if I can very briefly explain that the relations of production uh, with uh, large-scale commercial agriculture, capital, uh, capitalist uh, agriculture, as it developed over more than a century, the, the, the pattern was for this social relations of production of uh, labor tenancy. So people who worked on those farms worked for a very meager rate wage mm. or else payment in kind or rations, uh, but they did get access to land in return for that. So they were able to uh, 
practice agriculture, both uh, cultivation of crops as well as livestock production. Um, so it, it persisted for decades and decades and decades, that, that relation of production. Um, and there are even certain farms in KwaZulu-Natal that have been described as labor farms where, where farmers uh, grouping together in a particular district would uh, put some land aside Mm. where labor tenants would reside and then provide them with seasonal labor and even domestic work um, within the farmhouse. So this is, this is the kind of background, and the relation persisted. Of course, it, it did change over time, particularly with mechanization from the 1960s onwards, but also the interventions of the apartheid regime, because their focus was on removing black people from areas designated for, for whites. So obviously we had these farming areas yeah. where there were a lot of blacks uh, living, working, but also creating their own um, kind of culture of farm life. So um, obviously for them culturally, uh, ancestral graves are, are sacred sites. Yes. And... When we do the research, we identify those sacred sites on the farm. And many of them have uh, people, because of the relocations that I've mentioned, have been moved away from these sacred sites. We mm -hmm. find forests on top of sites. Um, we find toll gates in the case of the Nkomazi toll gates in Kumalanga, Emashanze. We find that that has been constructed on top of people's graves. Sure. So these are the kinds of issues we're dealing with, which are part of the human rights that I'm, I'm uh, abuses that I have mentioned. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, Prof, let me thank you very much for your time. We have to park it there this morning, but uh, uh, just just fascinating that the issues there. Of course, we do hope that uh, um, that, uh, that that the laws um, will be used in, of course, in favour of these people who who seem to be dealt a very difficult and a tough blow. Professor Richard Levin, Special Master of uh, Labour Tenants, joining us there on the line.